This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hi, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, number 177, recorded Monday, October the 6th, 2014. And it is a very special episode because we have a good friend of the show joining us today. It is Melissa Hutchison, who does the voice for Clementine in Telltale's The Walking Dead video game. Melissa, thanks for coming. Hi, thanks for having me. Very excited to be back. Yeah, it was a while ago that you were here, I think back on episode 140-something, so... Oh, wow. A little while ago. Um, Yeah, I I think it was maybe even towards the beginning, maybe when we were just just recording season two. I don't know. That's right. I have no memory. I uh, I think episode one of season two had come out. Gotcha. Yeah, we'd finished ep- we'd finished season. Oh yeah, so episode one of season two was already out. I think so. Oh, I, I have know. a bad memory for these things, so who knows? It was around. <laughs> it was around then. Maybe it was just before season two had come out. Right. I remember. I remember talking about uh, Melissa. How you had to, uh, how you changed the voice of Clementine from uh, the seasons. Okay. Then yeah, we're, you're 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 solid. That's where it was. That's where we left off. All right. So Clem's voice was different for season two, and that's because she was a little bit older. Before we get too deep here, I should say that we're going to talk about season two uh, in detail, I think. And so there will probably be some spoilers for the second season of the video game. So if you're worried about that, um, go play it and then come right back. <laughs> yeah, press pause. That's right. Go yeah. play it. And, and come back and then listen to this because we wouldn't want anyone to get upset because we ruined the whole video game for them. Yeah, I'm going to spoil everything I know. Like, I, I didn't get all... Uh, like I, I made specific choices and I only played the game through once. Right. Uh, so, but right. I plan on spoiling everything I know and finding yeah. out more. And Exactly. And you have, you have me here, so literally we could discuss every single ending possible if you I wanted would, to. I, I would like that. <laughs> Geez, you know, I didn't even think of that. There's, a, <laughs> I know all the endings, but someone yeah. could have played the whole game and and got their ending and not have any idea what the other endings are, and that could still what the other endings are, yeah, including me. Them. I only got one ending. I didn't know how many endings there were until uh, Chris, you told me there there are five, five, five. Yeah, I think there's five. That's... It's extensive. It's a lot more uh, than you know. Season one, you just basically had just the option of whether you shoot Lee or don't shoot Lee. And that was it. Uh, this well, one is pretty extensive. Let's, let's get right into the endings then. Let's start with, the, right. start with the ending here. So Jason, I want to hear what ending you got. Cause I don't know yet. I got the only ending I knew about because it, uh, what, uh, so it, uh, it was Clementine and the baby and what's her name? I Jane. Forget her. Jane. Jane. Yeah. <laughs> And that was and that was it. And then uh, then some other people showed up at the gate. But uh, Clementine, I'm sorry, uh, I made you into a real bitch, and I made them go. Oh, sassy Clem, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all good. She's you know she's being tough. So you shot Kenny. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I made okay. the decision early on. As soon as that argument started, I I knew oh, uh, given the option, I would shoot Kenny. All right, Chris. What about you? I also shot Kenny. Okay. But then. 
uh, after finding the baby, I did not forgive Jane. So Clem walked away on her own with AJ in her arms. And uh, yeah, so I ended up by myself with the baby walking through a field Uh (laughs) and um, encountering a large herd of zombies, which uh, Clementine has to make her way through covered in zombie guts. Yes, and then the the gentle smearing of the guts on little baby AJ. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The little the sounds that it was making was fantastic. Um, yeah, okay. So when I played it, but this is just me, and I'm also really, really, really good friends with Gavin Hammond, who plays Kenny. Uh-huh. Right. I stayed with Kenny to the bitter end, but I'm very biased because I, I, you know, playing it, obviously, even though I recorded it and I, I kind of knew what was going on, it's still very new to me when I actually watch it all put together and cohesive and the animation and all that. And I was like, oh, yeah, Kenny kind of has lost his shit. So it was kind of a tough call because I knew that, I don't know, I guess I just held on to the hope that um, there is, there's a glimmer of, of uh, Kenny, of good Kenny not going too crazy. You but know- it was very biased. It's, it's my friendship with Gavin. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I, I think that's probably an experience not totally unfamiliar to even just players of the game, because I felt a strong connection to Kenny, too. Right. right. He's been around since season one. Yeah. And he's clearly starting to lose his mind and, and mm-hmm. go nuts. And I felt, you know, I found myself trying to at, at least trying to side with him because I wanted to, because I wanted to be like, you know, Kenny, maybe he's just misunderstood. Uh, you know, I felt like him and Clementine had had a bond, but at the same time, some of the stuff he, he does and wants to do, like when he's beating up the, the Russian kid. Yeah. Uh, Arvo. Was that his Arvo. name? Arvo. Arvo. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Arvo. I, I, you know, I found myself distancing a little bit and then right at the end when, you know, he's got his, hands around Jane's neck or whatever and you have to make the decision to shoot him. Right. I I felt bad. I felt really bad about it but yeah, at the same no, time it was horrible. I felt like it was the right thing to do at the time. Well, so, so it, we'll go ahead, Melissa. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say for of course for um in the studio as far as recording goes, um I did watch playthroughs and in fact I I I, I had a friend play and they chose I I kept my mouth shut and I was like I'm going to let them decide what they're going to decide. And they chose to shoot Kenny, and it was good. It was good. It wasn't good, but you know, <laughs> I I got to hear the uh, the death scene, you know, because that was really, again, like season one. You know, we wrap it up with this horrible. I mean, just in the studio in tears, just so sad recording that because because it was, you know, we're I'm saying goodbye to the last thing I have from season one and a good friend, and it was definitely very emotional. So. I did watch the playthroughs of Kenny getting killed because I wanted to I wanted to see all the drama and he does of his performance is I it's just so good. So it was um it was interesting to to go between the options of kill Jane, kill Kenny, either one stays alive and then have to like shift from you know the emotion of saying goodbye to Kenny and then the emotion of saying goodbye to Jane and you know it was it was uh, made it made for a very interesting recording session. I bet. Do you group? Yeah. I do you group together like sort of, and I I don't know. Maybe you don't have this. Uh, maybe make this call. But when you're recording, do you sort of group together the more emotional stuff and then the slightly more lighthearted stuff, if if there is any of that, so you can kind of keep the mood going for for stuff like that. 
do do I group it together? Well, I mean, when you're recording, I mean, yeah, producer, director, whoever's there, do right. they, do they, is it like, is today's going to be a really heavy, depressing, oh. emotional day, and then and the next day might be a little bit different? Or- no, you know, we, we basically go through the script as it is. Um, it's just interesting because you go through the script as it is, and, you know, the first scene you record is Kenny's death. All right, you get through that. And then I mean, you have all the dialogue choices that you have to go through. So it's kind of crazy because, you know, in one dialogue choice, you're really, really angry. And then the next one, you're like, I don't know. And then the next one, you're like, eh, or just stay silent. Right. It's it's totally, um, we do it. We They don't make all the happy stuff one day and all the horrible stuff the next. So it does kind of make it tricky when you're in a scene and you're literally crying because it's so sad. And then they're like, you know, and then you have to like, I don't know. I've been in... I guess something which has been difficult for me is we've had pickup sessions where I record all of the this horrible, you know, emotional stuff. And then they have me back to pick up a few lines and having to do it again. And then, you know, and then do some random happy line in between. But it's it's fun. That's the challenge. You know, it's kind of this. That's why this game is so cool, just because, you know, out of anything I've really ever worked on, uh, especially game wise, to be able to run the gamut of emotions and go that deep into an emotional state is such an awesome experience as an actor, as anyone. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, uh, well, I remember in, when we talked about season one last time with you, you said you hadn't, I think you said you hadn't really played the game, but you'd watched a lot of played playthroughs of it of course yeah and i I think you said a few minutes ago that you played this one did have you become a little bit more of a gamer this time no (laughs) no (laughs) no not really uh just with this game honestly or telltale games actually that their games are fun to me uh i can handle it i like the fact that you get to kind of sit back watch the action and then you know make a choice and every once in a while you get to you know pound 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 to kill something or you know um, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's not like I dislike video games, but like, especially sure. like first shooter games. I'm just, they just stress me out. I just, I feel inept. I feel like I don't know how to use a control. Tra la la. I just, right. so, but these games I can get down with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, these, these, these are, these are interactive stories more than video right. games. I mean, they're yeah, just they're very, very cinematic. Yes. Yeah exactly so yeah i i I like that yeah for sure i i i enjoy it um i was sitting playing through uh one of the chapters in season two maybe chapter four and it's funny because my wife was here in the same room doing something else not really paying attention to what i was doing but she suddenly turned to me and said are you gonna start playing it soon because it (laughs) to her i was just sort of sitting there like watching something and obviously i was making dialogue choices and i was escaping zombies and so on when i had to and stuff like that right but to her it was as if i was just kind of watching something and I sort of felt like I am just kind of experiencing this really awesome story that I have a hand in telling as it goes along. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, it just, and that's the kind of, that's the suspense of it is when there is a choice. And of course you're running out of time, running out of time, running out of time, you know, you're like, Oh God. Okay. And you know, and you choose and it just leaves you with that. Like, Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> it's just such an effective, um, their games are just so effective in that way and absolutely it's pretty awesome they they are really good in that way i mean i run out of time sometimes i try to be consistent in the 
in the attitude that I that Clementine takes in the game. And right. I just find that after a while, I just can't do it because um, either I'm pressured because I'm running out of time and I have to choose something and I can't properly think about the response or right. or, yeah, it's just you get into a scenario where y you might have to, you know, you, you might want to take one choice, whereas given different circumstances, you would have done something a little bit different. So, yeah. Yeah, for a long time in episode four, or actually through all of season two, I tried to keep uh, Clementine as innocent and nice as possible, uh -huh. ex except for the end of episode four and most of the way through episode five. If there was a, a mean choice, uh, I kind of went that way for some reason. <laughs> like I actually encouraged Kenny at one point to uh, to go at Arvo. It's like, Get oh him. yeah. And so I was, uh, I felt, and I feel bad about it. I I I actually feel guilty about uh, you know. Uh, the Walking Dead is hard on little girls. It really is. They kill a lot of little girls in the show, and they're just mean with Clementine in this video game. I know, I know, and it makes you feel like, who am I? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there are certain things that... Uh, there were scenes, but that's funny that you say that, because there was a scene with Arvo, and I don't know, I mean, after everybody had... After that whole gun gunfire, Shaw's buddies, you know, basically get killed. But I was just like, yeah. why is everybody protecting him so much? He's like part. Anyways, I'm with you. Don't feel bad. Yeah. You're not alone. <laughs> it makes me feel. I'm like, God, I'm a I'm a jerk, basically. But um, that's just how I play the game. Right. Speaking of of Clementine's innocence, which there's very little of left, I would say. Um, I don't remember if in season one she had to swear at all but in season two she drops the odd f-bomb is that mm -hmm. is that uh is that fun for you to do <laughs> yes of course <laughs> um i think in season one she did actually refer to poop as you know our s word whatever you want to say and you know lee was like hey you know you shouldn't say that whatever or whatever. Um, but uh, I think that was one of the choices. But yeah, season two, she's definitely picking up um, picking up some language, yeah. you know. But it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it really is. I feel like I've had fans ask me about that. Like younger, kind of more innocent people who are kind of like, when they hear that, they're like, no, no, you know, she's innocent. You know, and mm -hmm. I'm like, man, you know, she's, she's a preteen in a zombie apocalypse surrounded a lot of times by idiots you know it's yeah. just and people who are you know very um angry. you know expressive yeah. <laughs> with their language and angry and you know i mean i i mean it kind of reminds me of when i was growing up there was came a certain time where all of a sudden you realize oh i cuss a lot you know <laughs> and and i still do um yeah. but i just remember a certain age where all of a sudden it was just the thing you did so, you know, it's kind of, eh. yeah. And then, you know, f taking that a little farther too, um, one of the things I thought was kind of funny in this season two was, um, who is it? Jane and, uh, well, what's his name? Uh, Luke? Have, yeah, Luke have sex. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then they're trying to talk about it a little bit with Clementine around Yay. and trying to be delicate and so on to maybe sort of preserve some of her character's innocence a bit. But, right. you know, at the same time, she's like, uh, I know what you're talking about, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a feeling like, I mean, I don't, there was never really a backstory written about Clementine's parents or anything, but her parents to me, in my visual, in my vision of, how she was brought up and she's really smart her parents weren't the kind of ones to like tiptoe around it they probably taught her about the birds and the bees at a younger age mm -hmm. 
to the point of, well, this is how babies are made, you know. And so I, I think Clementine has has an idea of of what's going on. Sure. Right. How old is Clementine in season two? She is uh, 10. I can't, oh, actually, I may be 11. I think 10. Somebody just corrected me on this recently. They're like, actually, <laughs> she's only 10. Oh. I think she's only 10, but she's going, uh, she's almost 11 or whatever. She's, you know, right. she's still very young. But when they were giving the direction for season two, you know, it was kind of this, you know, she's, yay, she is only 10 years old. But at this point, from what she's been through, and because she's so intelligent and just, you know, she's more like a 16-year-old. Because if you compare her to the character of Sarah, who is a 16-year-old or 15-year-old, Clementine is like, I mean, yeah. just so, you know, Sarah look, was like an 8-year-old compared to mm-hmm. her. Yeah, Sarah totally reverted into herself, right? And uh, yeah. amongst all this, and Clementine has uh, learned to or been forced to grow up and deal with it. Right, right. I can't help but sometimes, well, I mean, I don't really compare my kids to clementine really but i have a seven-year-old girl and a five-year-old girl and i know that um you know kids earlier and earlier start to talk about these things in the schoolyard and stuff like that oh yeah not that like the seven-year-old my seven-year-old knows what's going on but there's always that one kid that's a little more advanced than anybody Uh else or has like an older sibling or something (laughs) that that spills the beans right (laughs) Right? if a little kid comes to school my sister told me that you know and all of a sudden you know the parents are like ah yeah Yeah, um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to be dealing with that in real life sooner than Uh I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, one other thing I was thinking of is, is did Clementine's sort of, did did her voice change at all throughout season two? Like, did your approach to her voice change at all? Because so much stuff has happened to this poor girl. Like, even from the first episode to the last episode, I feel like they've traveled a long distance so much stuff has happened did does that affect your job at all um or is that more of a season no. to season thing you know it's it's definitely more season to season but at the same time it's just like it's kind of like i tell people like i mean not so much for season 2 but yeah it was a little bit for season 2 cuz because of the adjustment in the voice but you know when you watch a sitcom for the first time and you watch the first season and then you watch like the seventh season you're like wow the characters were so fresh they were just finding themselves you can totally tell as each episode goes on mm-hmm. that they're more and more and more and more comfortable in what they're doing and it is a little bit of that uh definitely in the first episode of season two i um i had to get comfortable with her voice not that it's much different i think season one Clems is like up here it's really high it's a little girl and season one was more down here. So, but it was just like one of these things where I couldn't, I couldn't be too young, but then I didn't want to sound too old because, you know, she has such a strong following and fan base that if it didn't even sound like her, you know, people mm-hmm. would be like, that doesn't sound like Clementine. Right. So it was, it was an interesting process finding the voice. Um, I kind of stressed out about it a little bit, but then I sent them like seven or eight different takes of these voices. And there was one voice in all of those takes that I was like, that's the one. And dear God, I hope they're on, on the same tune that I am. And they were like, yeah, we really like that voice. And I was like, yes. Oh, good. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Right. So it was, uh, but no, you know, I mean, and I guess because, you know, because each episode, you know, I have all these episodes to work with. So I, uh, as it goes on, it just, fits more and more and more and more comfortably. Right. Um, which is just such an awesome thing about working in a game that's episode 
based. So they've they've announced season three. It will be coming. They announced at Comic-Con, I think. I don't imagine you can tell us anything about season three, but uh, have you had some meetings, some some conversations about where it's going and what what might happen to Clementine's voice in season three? Um, (laughs) No, you know, I have no idea. I have no clue. I don't even know if uh, the writers have any clue at this point what's going to happen. I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're working on it. Um, So somebody must be doing something. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, wait, what? (laughs) Season three? Crap. Um, It's interesting because it, I mean, I, yeah, I, I have, I haven't even, even been told officially that Clementine will be in it. You know what I mean? Oh. I, I can't imagine that they will discontinue her story. But one of my theories, and this is just a theory, kids, don't don't quote me, don't tweet this or whatever. But I, I is that you know, if I was doing this game just to keep people chomping at the bit, not that I'm trying to write myself out here, but to be start off a new season with some people and be like, well, where's Clem? Where's Clem? Where's Clem? You know what I mean? And have them going and then kind of have her join back in. I don't know. I'm just, that's just probably, these are all theories, but mm-hmm. um, that's my theory. That's an interesting one to to start a game without her and then bring her back in somewhere later on. Um, right. Okay, I'm going to... But then someone else would have to be a playable character. And, that's true. You know, but if we had Lee playable in the first season, okay. Clementine playable in the second season, why not multiple playables in the third yeah. You know, maybe you can true. switch back and forth or different parts of the story are told with different characters. I'm going to spoil a couple more of the endings for season two now. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Jason, you got, uh, you were off with um, Jane, right? Yep. I killed I, Kenny and forgave Jane. I was off by myself. Uh, I killed Kenny and did not forgive Jane. You can end up with Kenny going to uh, Wellington. And finding a big, large, walled community there, and they turn you away. Right. And then the choices are either Clementine can go in by herself. With AJ. With AJ, with the baby, sorry. Or she can stick with Kenny and walk away and uh, not go in. Right. And then the one, is there another one? Uh, No. No, that's it. it. She either goes into Wellington or she goes with Kenny. Right. So what we have is Clementine with Jane in um, Carver's uh, stronghold where he's long gone, of course. Or we have Clementine with Kenny walking away. We have Clementine by herself in this new community. Or we have Clementine by herself out in the wild, not really going anywhere. And And, and on that option, either Kenny or Jane will be alive because right. that means she's been like screw you i'm going out on my own to either kenny or jane depending yep. on who she chose that's right so there's so many different scenarios <laughs> here i <laughs> I, I only just finished it last night to be honest oh, wow. so okay. it's it's really uh, it's really fresh and yeah. i can't imagine how they are going to somehow take all of these endings that people could have got and tie it all back together somehow in season three. I think it's going to be really, really amazing and probably surprising how they do it. Right. Well, Very and another, hard to knit those together. Uh, yeah, or unless, here's my other theory, because I'm just <laughs> full of theories, people. Sure. <laughs> is that um, it will be some time has lapsed. You know what I mean? Some time has gone on, and then they'll just kind of have to reveal what's happened to everybody or not in that situation. So maybe Clementine will be, you know, 
I know she's going to be in it to some capacity. Sure. Um, and hopefully she'll be the playable character. But it, I'm just as curious as everybody else to know what the hell is going to happen. Well, she's not dead. And yes. so that seems to indicate that she'll be there. Would it be fun for you to do Clementine as like an 18 year old or something like that? Oh, I would love to just continue Clementine's story, you know, as a 98 year old. I just I'm so in love with this character. I I just um yes, of course. It would be it'd be pretty interesting, you know, uh yeah. to to keep going with her and as long as possible. Is there uh, is there any scenario where uh, Clementine does not have AJ? No, I don't think so. No, no, she, she yeah, she always has the baby. Right. So whatever storyline uh, you, you may end up with at the end of season two, season three may start off with just Clementine and AJ, and uh, they can use dialogue to explain the rest of it away. Right. right? <laughs> so either Kenny died or they don't have to do anything because Clementine went off on her own or Jane died or, uh, yeah. So I, I think uh, season three would just be Clementine and AJ starting things off. Or maybe we're going to have AJ being an eight-year-old and we're playing as him now. Right. Or an 18-month-old. Yeah. <laughs> That's around. right. 18-month-old. Ah! <laughs> right. Survive now. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. <laughs> good luck with that. That would be a challenge. We all thought having uh, you know, a young girl as a playable character in season right. two would be a challenge. Now you're going... A year and a half year old. <laughs> That's right. Good toddler. luck with that. <laughs> um, one more thing about the game I wanted to bring up is that there is a flashback with Lee in this one right at the yeah. end. Mm. So was it... I mean, was it... I, I imagine it wasn't difficult to switch back to young Clementine because you just did it a few minutes ago here on the podcast. Right. But was, uh, you know, was that challenging at all or was it fun to just go back in time a little bit and... Do, do it young was Clem fun. Again? It was fun, and it was it was bittersweet. It was really great to work, and I'm doing you know air quotes right now because I didn't really work with him. Uh -huh. um, but to hear Dave's Dave as Lee again for that brief moment was fantastic. Yeah, that was a that was that was a really awesome scene. Um, it was so. good, but they I mean um, they brought Dave back in to do to do these new lines obviously you didn't get yeah. to get together and do it or anything eh? no he recorded them no. from down in la and you know we never ever get to record in the studio together which is a bummer right. um but because you know it would just take too long there's too much dialogue options but um no he recorded those from la but i did go to a con in sacramento recently and him and i were guests together and we got to hang out for the weekend and it was super rad because it had been He's, he, it had been a while. Yeah. Well, he's a fun guy. You know, back at uh, Walker Soccer Con in Atlanta last year, uh, I stood in a drink line <laughs> with uh -huh. him for a few minutes and, and we chatted for a few minutes. Jason, I think you were there with me, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was there. We were in the drink line for one of the meet and greet parties or something like that. And he was there right. and we just chatted for a few minutes. Very cool guy. Very great guy. Yeah, yeah he's, great. he's awesome. He's 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 good. He's good people. Definitely good people. Um. All right. Um couple of quick things here from from our listeners. Uh I went out on Facebook and said if there's anything anyone wants to know, now is your chance. And Lauren Spellman on our Facebook said, "Was there any point during recording where you were worried Clementine might not make it past season 2?" <laughs> well, Lauren, 
Um, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we kind of get a basic synopsis for the season, kind of, in the very beginnings, like the first episode. But then that obviously um, changes and gets tweaked because of uh, uh, how, after each episode is released, the fan reactions and all this, they might go, oh, we thought people would love this character, and they didn't, so we need to rewrite this, or, you know. So, um... I knew she would make it till the end. Um, right. There was a small part of me in the beginning that was like, you know, is she going to live or is she going to be the next Lee? But um, I felt pretty confident. And I and from the feedback I was getting from the writers, it was leaning more and more and more towards like we'd be fools to kill her because she is so loved. Mm-hmm. So right. um, I wasn't too... I wasn't too freaked out about it. Now I am. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, man, a season three? I don't know. Well, you're right in between. You never know. That, right. That reminded me of something. Uh, the statistics that players get at the end of each chapter it tells you what percentage of people took certain choices and so on. Do you know how much that influences um, the, the the writing for the next chapter or upcoming chapters? If everybody went one way, does that sort of give the writers an idea of maybe where they want to go or what they want to do. Do you have any insight into that end of the production of the game? I don't technically, like I haven't necessarily had that conversation with them, which is crazy. I don't know why Um, I should have, (laughs) but yes, I can imagine that because we have talked about the statistics a lot and about like how surprising, you know, some are. Um, But yeah, I think that that does help them gauge where they're at right. and what direction they should be going in for sure it must yeah i mean i i'm always fascinated by reading those at the end just to see that you know i made a choice that maybe only 20 percent of people did or something or it was 50 50 or i was with the crowd you know so right you know, generally if there was a big split like only seven percent of the people went this way I was one of those 7%. Right. There, was, there was a couple of splits, like in episode four, episode five, I forget the exact uh, decision, but there was one that was way, way out there, like uh, only 7% went this one way, and that's the way I went. Huh. Yeah. Oh, it was holding the baby. Did you? Did, did Clementine decide to hold the baby in episode Oh, four? did you say yuck? You're like, ugh, no. I'm no like, no way. I'm not holding that baby. <laughs> really? I held the baby? Who wouldn't you hold see? the baby? Exactly. You know what? Jason, I can relate to you. I'm not trying to say I'm not a baby person or anything, but if you're playing Clem in that kind of like, you know, trying to stay tough way, it, may, it would make sense that all of a sudden she just wouldn't be like, oh, a baby. You know, she'd yeah. still be like, I, I, I don't know what to do with that thing. This is a newborn so. baby in the zombie apocalypse. Right. How do I know that's not a zombie baby? I'm going to wait a couple of days <laughs> just to make sure. It might gum you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just, I think it would more freak me out than anything than uh, yeah. and actually be you know worried about a zombie baby. But uh, yeah, I did not hold that baby, and apparently I was way out there. Yeah, you were. In my decision. You, you guys, were. I held the baby. I couldn't not hold the baby. <laughs> well, I guess my instinct though was like, well, what if she instantly falls in love, and now she's going to have to take care of this baby? You know, I'm just I'm so protective of Clem. I'm like, man, Clem, if you take on a baby, oh God, yeah. how are we gonna live? Yeah. But, um, well- it happens. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Man. Well, um, Brad sent an email to us, actually. I don't know Brad's last name, but hi, Brad. And hi, Brad. He, he wanted to know about 
uh, he had a question about the TV show, actually, the Walking Dead TV show about characters. But I'm going to borrow his question for the game. So yeah, hope you don't it. mind, Brad. He said um, he, he wanted to know about favorite characters. And and is there somebody who's dead that you wish was still alive? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, Lee. That's right. just that's obvious. Um some of my favorite characters, oh boy. Um, well, Kenny. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Kenny. I'm a Kenny person. Um, I really liked uh, Katya uh, from season one. I mm-hmm. thought that if she would have stayed alive, you know, I mean, I don't think she would have been able to handle it. Cause I don't think she was tough enough, per se. But she was such an awesome, nurturing figure. Um, but she's dead. So that'd be cool if she was alive. Um, and Chuck from season one had a brief role. He was like the hobo on the train or whatever. Um, I really liked his wisdom. I thought that was a really well-written character. And he's dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily need him back alive, but I liked him. Um, when you think God. about it, um, a good portion of the characters are now dead. Yeah, I know. Well, Pretty much dead. anybody. Yeah. Well, they're dead. The dog's dead. Yeah. Yes. Oh, bring back oh. Sam, man. I wanted Sam to live. I wanted to have my little buddy because I'm such a dog person that I was, you know, I mean, you knew that was too good to be true. Like, oh, she has a best friend forever. Yay. He'll protect her. You know, no. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was I was horrible. very sad for the dog. Oh, me too. That was horrible. So, Sam, yes, I wish Sam were back alive. Right. I was kind of hoping that Duck would live longer, to be honest. Duck was fun. And he was fun to have around. And uh, there was that part where, as Lee in season one, you're you're doing something, and then you help Duck out, and then, and Duck thinks you're the coolest or something like that. Right, I'm like, that'd right. be great. Come on, to have a little sidekick Duck hanging around with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> he was a little bit of a, a liability. Well, um, sure. that <laughs> but yes, I bet you if there were statistics right now, and there were people who were still wishing Duck were alive, you'd be in the seven percent, my friend. Well, there you go. <laughs> Jason, do you, do you have anybody? Uh, well, Kenny, specifically. Yeah. I, even though I killed Kenny, I shot Kenny, and I made that decision long before the choice actually came up, uh, I was kind of sad to see him go, and I felt bad about wanting to kill Kenny. Yeah. Um, and, and one more. I actually um, I actually really started to like Jane a lot as a character, and but at the same time, at the end there, I was like, nope, can't forgive you. You are just horrible. Uh, but everything leading up to that, I was like, I hope I could see Clem and Jane like riding off into the sunset together almost as a, as a team, but that didn't last long for me anyway. Well, yeah. She was, Jane is a, a cool character just cause she, uh, has, you know, Clem obviously can survive on her own, but Jane has those like, could just refine her up to an ultimate surviving machine. Cause Jane had lots of good wisdom. So I do, I like Jane too. Um, it's just She's difficult. still alive in my world. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Well, but I just kicked her to the curb anyways, even though <laughs> even though I'm like, you know, they'd make a good team. Right. <laughs> um, that, I think, is about it. Uh, Melissa, do you mind talking about the TV show real quick? We're leading into season five, of course. I don't mind at all. I know. I'm very excited. I'm Less than I have a week. no idea. We are like, inside a week. That is right. It comes back next Sunday. What did you think about the season four cliffhanger with everyone stuck there I in the even, train car? I can't imagine how they're going to get out of it. <laughs> I really can't. I guess, um, oh, God, what's her name? Oh, God, I'm Emily Kenny's character. Um, 
She's still out there on the room. Beth is out there, yeah. Beth is out there. Carol Tyrese. and Tyrese are out there. I don't know. I have theories. They, like, stashed some weapons outside. Remember? They, like, mm-hmm. buried some weapons. Uh-huh. I don't know how any of those other characters would find them, but maybe somehow they'll all reunite and then take everybody out, and, and I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get out of it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to be in New York. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it the day of, and I'm kind of freaking out. I'm going to have to stay off the Internet oh, for, like, better. 48 oh. hours. Yeah. Be tough. You better. That'll that's probably one of the worst episodes to get accidentally spoiled on. <laughs> um, yeah. Man. You're gonna have to stay away from T V and the internet and uh all your friends and family. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But uh yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? What's what's your what do you think? Well I think they're gonna to get out of the train car, I think they're just gonna rock it back and forth until it falls over. And <laughs> yeah. Never, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> no, they're not gonna do that. It's gonna be stormed by the people from uh, uh from Terminus and uh they're gonna get taken out of there and then they'll get away by they'll they'll figure out a way to talk their way out of it, I'm sure. Hmm. Um Melissa, have you watched the the long trailer from Comic-Con in the summer? No, I haven't seen it yet, which wow. is crazy. I know. What's my problem? But you know what? I'm <laughs> almost like, I'm kind of weird that way. I'm one of these people that is like so uptight about spoilers. That some I don't even like watching previews to movies sometimes. Right. Because sometimes they'll show like the best part. You're like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh. And I like to think of myself as a pretty good detective so I can put piece things together pretty well. Right. That's so kind I, of, Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that's one of the, maybe one of the reasons I haven't seen it. Yeah. That's kind of what we do here too. The trailer comes out every summer and we watch it like 50 million times each and then talk about (laughs) it for an hour and a half on here and analyze every scene. And it can, you know, on one hand it can give you sort of, or it can at least make you think you have a good idea of what's going to happen. But ultimately you kind of don't because they cut that thing together in a very mischievous way to make you think one thing and then it's totally something the opposite editors are very creative yes they are yes they are um but at the same time we do have lots of footage to look at and we kind of know that um certain things go down and you know that they're probably not going to be in that train car for very long and so on and so on um in terms of what i think is going to happen yeah i think the I think the Terminus people are going to come in to get them out, and then they're just going to cause some sort of riot and try to take things over. I don't think those guns out that are buried outside the fence are going to factor in right away. Okay. I mean, they will. You think that's far-fetched? Why? <laughs> you know, Carol's going to show Beth's up. going to find them. Or Beth or Carol's going to show up and just suddenly know they're there and then walk right in, you know? Right. Or the dog, Sam. He'll be a crossover character. Dig him yeah, up. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I kind of figured they'd get out of the train car because, sure. I mean, the whole season in a train car might get a little. <laughs> <laughs> they could do it. They could do at least three episodes in that train car. I'm yeah, sure. that's true. Very introspective. <laughs> a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of dialogue heavy episodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> kind of dark. They're going to have to take turns standing in the one beam of light coming through a crack. <laughs> they could tell stories. They could tell ghost stories. It'd be fun. Exactly. What's your life story, man? Well, when I was five, you know, yeah, I could get a little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, what about the theory that people at Terminus are eating people? They're cannibals. 
Yeah, I guess that right. Well, I mean, I didn't guess it because I don't know it, but I that's my first. You walk in and there's a chick, you know, the woman from Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek. Next Generation and Pet Cemetery, is sitting there grilling loads of meat on this giant grill. And I'm like, well, what? Yeah, where's the cattle? I mean, where are we, you know, where are you getting that meat from, lady? So right. I was instantly, you know, and I think at one point when they were trying to escape, they ran through this one room and there's like human carcasses, like skinned like you know looks like butchered animal skinned human carcasses on the ground so i can't imagine it wouldn't be well that's the thing i mean they haven't nobody's officially come out and said yes they're cannibals no they're not right but it's pretty clear to everybody i think that they're eating folks yeah so yeah uh and clementine ate folks uh at least in my version of the uh, season one god gross i was unable to uh, survey I've prevent her from uh, eating human meat. Me yeah, too, actually. It's Come, okay. Thinking back, I was I was unable to prevent her from taking that bite too, but it was possible, right? Yeah, it was possible, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. well, should, yeah. You, you know, shit happens in the zombie apocalypse, guys. Don't <laughs> totally. worry about it. Totally. You gotta eat. You, you <laughs> yeah. do have to eat. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, who... Let's make some wild, crazy uh, death predictions for season five. How about that? Oh, boy. All right. uh, Melissa, I'll let you off the hook for a second. Jason, who do you think is going to die in season five? Who would you most like to see die? And who would you most be (laughs) upset about dying in season five? Who would I most like to see die? Yes. You got to pick somebody. Yeah, I got (laughs) to pick somebody. I'm going to have to go with with Bob Stuckey. Oh really? I, I, it's I don't know. I'm just I, and I, I've never taken this position before, but uh, you know Lawrence Gilliard Jr. I really like him. I like the character that he's that he's, uh, that he's portraying. Bob, I like I like Bob Stuckey, but uh, I think it would be very impactful if he uh, if he died. Seeing as though he's finally happy that uh, that his group of people hasn't all died, he seems to be kind of you know kind of happy, mm-hmm. and uh, we can't have that. We just simply can't have that. He was happy there for a few minutes. That's right. When he was on the road with Sasha and um, yeah. and uh, who was it? Maggie, right? Yeah, it was, it was Maggie. Yeah. Maggie, yeah. Yeah. And we just can't have a happy character. You're right. That wouldn't be The Walking Dead then. I could yeah. actually see that too. I could see Bob because he's kind of like a redeemed. It's a redemption story as well because he obviously, you know, had his issues and, uh, you know, yeah, he's falling in love boom mm-hmm. you're dead <laughs> but his character is also one of those that, that you could really get to love and and he could be turn out in a heroic way but then you could also see him be i mean you know it's like i don't see daryl i don't see rick i don't see any of those guys getting killed per se no, but yeah, well, Daryl. There's no way, no way, Norman Reedus is going to get killed off. Yeah, I know, they, right? They, the fans would burn the show to the ground, <laughs> unless you know, like Brad Pitt as you know the new. <laughs> oh man, uh, maybe that be maybe they, they just swapped out the uh, the actors. Yeah, but, uh, they'd have to. Uh, they'd have to, you know, find that. I mean, well, and beyond that, uh, yes, he has his his beloved fan base. You know from his his character is awesome i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm totally hot for daryl as well but his but the character the writing uh it's it's a good character and and it would the show unless they you know i don't know i don't know how they would make it not so but the show might take a hit if daryl goes yeah 
Yeah, I think I think that might be true. He's he's so well loved, but you're right. He's such a good character too. It would be a waste to just kill him off. Right. Unless they right. do it in a really spectacular way, then it might be the best TV you've ever seen. I don't, I don't know. This is not Game of Thrones. They're not going to kill off Norman Reedus. Oh God, yeah, that show kills off everybody. I know. <laughs> I know. God. Um, and, and least like I would, the, the person I would uh, be most upset if right. uh, they died would be uh, Carol. I, I think I like a good, strong female character, and she's got this thing going on where she kills people for their own good. Mm. So. You know, that's funny because now every, everybody you mentioned, I'm like, yep, I can see them killing her, too. I could see yeah. her being another one of the characters that they would maybe, uh, you know, put the knife in and make you go, what? No. Yeah, would they could do that. Make- well, they want to sh- they want to shock you, and then one of those people would be it. But you're right; I can't see Rick, I can't see Daryl. Um, I almost have trouble imagining like Maggie or Glenn being killed off too. Although I wrote down here that Maggie maybe is a long shot to be killed off in season five. Mm-hmm. Um, that would upset me though, because uh, I think she's she's awesome. And I was thinking that if they're gonna kill someone off, especially in the first half of the season, I'm thinking maybe Eugene. Yeah, that's, um, I'm just following you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you say, I totally agree with. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. The, the thing about Eugene is he apparently has this knowledge of this cure in Washington, right? And and if they suddenly kill him off before that plays out, that could really wreak some havoc on the group because they'll all wonder, you know, what it was. And right. what did what did we just lose by not protecting this guy, so... Right. I, I can totally see Eugene being killed off in the first part of this season. Uh, just, you know, the simple fact that we, even if it's, if it's true that Eugene has uh, knowledge about a cure, uh, we really can't have that either, right? That's not part of the uh, part of this show is, is finding a cure. It's survival. Yeah. And if we have something more than survival, then the nature of the show is going to change. So I think uh, I think Eugene's on the chopping block now that you now that you mention it. I know. See, he's a goner. <laughs> he's oh, dead already. Yeah, uh, they're all gonna die except for Daryl. Kill, kill everybody with Daryl. <laughs> He'll be the last man standing. <laughs> One more for me is Tara. I think Tara's probably pretty expendable too. Yeah, 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 yeah. She hasn't. We haven't really. We don't necessarily have a, a super strong connection with her yeah at this well i don't i shouldn't say we no i'm not, I'm not speaking no, for the collective true. here <laughs> well i think you're you pretty may much be. right yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she hasn't been around that long she's all she's done is caused a little bit of tension in the in the glenn maggie relationship right and maybe that'll play out but then i think she's done sorry alana masterson but uh, I, know. I think that's it <laughs> yeah uh, I think she's safe. I, I don't think they're going to kill her because we don't. Uh, she's not a huge character. Like she, she, we don't have that connection to her, which in my mind makes her safe. Well, you know what'll happen? She'll get her like sort of feature episode where she'll be brought to the forefront, sort of like they did with uh, Herschel, you know, in his big Doctor episode there, and then you know what's coming after that. Right. <laughs> you know? But we need at least half a season, if not a whole season, to get to know her before we get that kind of episode, right? Oh, maybe. Okay, well, we have we have all of season five. Maybe she'll be killed in the season finale. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God. 
anyone could go, really. That's the thing. I mean, almost anyone could go, and they've except for Daryl. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> but they've they've killed off some some uh, characters that I thought were going to stick around for a long time. So oh, for sure, you know, for sure. They're not yeah. too afraid to do it. It ain't Game of Thrones, as you said, but they're mm-hmm. not too afraid to kill people. Um, let's see. One more thing here. We have been hearing a little bit about the first episode coming back now. It's uh, It's been screened. They had a big party in Los Angeles, I think, the uh, premiere party. Nice. Yeah. Why wasn't I invited? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. God. Us, me too. I want to go to one of those. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Good. Uh but so there's some reviews out there and they are good so far. Okay. And not only news. yeah, not only that, but you know, everyone involved with the show has been saying some pretty crazy things about this first episode. Here's a few quick uh, quotes. Scott Gimple, the showrunner said, "The first 6 minutes are among the most intense minutes of The Walking Dead period, let alone the opening of an episode." Uh-oh. So okay. serious, heavy-duty stuff. Greg, right. Greg Nicotero said, it's suspenseful, it's terrifying, it's emotional, you'll laugh, you'll be scared, you'll cry, all at the exact same moment. <laughs> nice. That's explosive. That's explosive right there. <laughs> totally explosive. And then Variety, in their review, said, uh, the fifth season starts in spectacular fashion, a dazzling adrenaline rush filled with suspense, righteous violence, and before it's all over, genuine emotion. Wow. So these are, this is pretty high praise and at least, you know, Variety is an independent, uh, independent source here. So it sounds like this season one or uh, season five, episode one is pretty amazing. Do you guys think it's possible? And Jason, we've talked about this a little bit, but do you guys think it's possible to get too pumped up for it? Too excited? I don't want to be let down just because my expectations are so high. Um, yeah, I think it's totally possible. You know what? Here's the thing I didn't mention about the New York thing, just to bring it to this, because now I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll have to pick his uh, brain. I'm actually going to be at New York Comic Con on Sunday, oh, and I'm going to be speaking on a panel with Robert Kirkman. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. I know. That's exciting, right? That's amazing. So I'm going to have to tell him <laughs> to keep your mouth closed. <laughs> I think that you can – I mean, I don't think – not that he would ever spoil it, but I think, I think you can get um, – I don't think there is too much of a thing as getting too excited. I think people tend to take things too seriously and uh-huh. tear things apart and pick things apart and tra la la. You know, the point of all of this is it's it's all just like such an awesome, imaginative, creative experience um, from everybody who's put it together, everybody's acting in it. And I just say, have fun with it. That's what I try to do. That's why I'd make the worst movie critic ever because I'm like, that was great. You know, it's like <laughs> dumb and dumber. And I'm like, wow, what a fantastic movie. <laughs> but I think that I think people should get psyched because I think it's going to be really good. I mean, when have you been? I've never been let down by The Walking Dead, personally speaking. No, um, I mean, there's episodes that are better than, and, and than others and stuff like that. But on the whole, it's a pretty satisfying, entertaining show to watch. Definitely. So Get dumb, dumber, you, did, you didn't like that movie when <laughs> you know Harry what? met Floyd? It, it's funny that I said that because I've actually never seen Dumb and Dumber-er. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to say Dumb and Dumber because that is actually one of the best movies ever made. It is. A good, they're, even, they're doing a sequel. It's It, it was out Jim Carrey. Yeah, was I will be enough? the first person in the theater when that comes out. Just saying. Yeah. I like Dumb and Dumber too. I never saw Dumb and Dumber either. No, I didn't either. <laughs> it was like the only, it was like a movie that could possibly be like really horrible. It was like the first thing that I thought of, so that's why I mentioned it. 
I'm just wondering why it's so forefront in your in your mind. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know this. Just whenever I get interviewed, people are probably like seeing into a glimpse of who I really am, and it's it's quite frightening. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm uh, Weekend of Bernie's is a fantastic movie, and uh, I kind of yes. put those together. So it's like the best movie ever made, besides Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> right. <laughs> those are your top one and two. Yeah. That yeah. right there T- tells us a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, anyways, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Melissa, that, I mean, this is ultimately just a TV show. It happens to be a really good one and you just got to sort of take it as it comes and, and you're going to enjoy it if you, if you want to. And I guess not if you don't want to, but, uh, exactly. Enjoy the, the ride, man. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so let's hope it is amazing. I have a good feeling about season five and, uh, I don't think there's anything else we really need to to get into on season five. We'll uh, we'll all be enlightened uh, by this Very time soon. by this time next week. Yeah, it's going to be good. Exciting. All righty. Um, that's uh, that's been almost an hour. So uh, that's awesome, <laughs> Melissa. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, again. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. I will. Uh, I will gladly join your podcast any day. Cool, cool. Awesome. Um, you are going to be at. Uh, well, you said New York Comic Con. That's fun. I've been to that too. Well, Jason and I went uh, once together. It was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. And you're going to be at Walker Stalker Con Atlanta in uh, two weeks, right? Yep, I sure am. All three days. That's cool. So if anyone's out there and you want to meet Melissa, that's a good place to go to do it. It is a very good place to do it. Yeah, I can personally attest to Walker Stalker Con being one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you guys can get back there soon because I want to hang out with you. God, I hope so. Are, Are you booked into all of them? Like, are you going to everyone? You know, pretty much. Cool. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> so if you want to meet me, just check out Walker Stalker's website. Yeah. And um, yeah, at this point, I believe, I watch, I'm saying this and they're like, uh, why is she saying that? No, I'm definitely signed on to New York, San Francisco, obviously, because that's where I live. Um, and um, definitely those thus far. Okay. And I'm pretty sure texas i'm pretty sure most of them actually so um i may even already be up on the websites i haven't looked yet but um yeah those those guys are so it's such an awesome the walker stalker family is a really good group of people and uh yeah yeah whatever whatever they want to do i will join in james and eric are good people it's uh, fun to hang out with those guys and i i can't believe how um, how much dedication and effort and everything it takes to put on one of those things and they just kind of make it look easy so yeah i know i can't even imagine uh, the the only thing is i have to convince them to go international and bring one to toronto it's a huge you know, i can't that would be so i'm with you on that and yeah. uh, there's actually a lot of people that come down from canada for the walker stalkers there's a lot of volunteers that are actually from canada yeah um so i think uh, i agree with you and also i really want to go to canada <laughs> <laughs> Totally. We got to get one here. Jason, we should talk to them about that. We should offer some help. We should get it up here. Melissa will come up. We'll have a good time. And uh, I'll throw it out as well. I'll I'll, I'll start throwing out the I think I already have. Actually, I was talking with uh, Nat, who, you know, yep, uh, is, you know, Nat. Uh, I do know Nat. I met her down there and I didn't know her before. And it was crazy that she's from, you know, right around the corner. So she exactly. So I think I was mentioning that to her already. So we'll 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 keep working on that. Cool. 
Let's do that. So that is awesome. Otherwise, online, though, um, people can follow you on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Melly Hutch on Twitter, At right? Melly Hutch. M-E-L-Y-H-U-T-C-H. Yep. Cool. Is there anything else you want to uh, want to plug before we go? Um, no, I, I don't really know if I feel like plugging anything right now. That's so I'm such the anti I'm the anti establishment actor. Um, <laughs> well, t- Twitter it is then, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I go to Twitter every once in a while. I'll plug something. Right, I can't cool. even think of anything right now. Um, but no, I'm just I'm psyched to be here and, and fingers crossed for uh, season three and we can, you know, reconvene and we, speak of that. We will for sure. We will. for yeah. sure. All right, that is going to do it. Um, if you guys want to find you know more of us or send in some feedback or comments or questions or whatever, you can find us on Twitter at Talking Dead or visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Talking Dead. You can also send email to uh, talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com or if you are really adventurous, go to our website <laughs> and there is a send voicemail button. You can click that and record a little message to send to us and we'll play it here on the air most likely because we love getting voicemails. So um, that's been great. Once again, Melissa, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're thank so you. welcome. It's we great will, being here. We will talk again soon. And uh, until next time, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.